Hey everybody, it's Johnny Mo. How are you? Coming to you with another episode in the podcast. And listen, I'm super excited about this one. I know I say I'm super excited, but man, I keep finding people that elevate my level of thinking and awareness. And this is no different because for the past week, maybe two weeks, I've been consuming lots of Instagram content, trying to figure out and not just content training and trying to figure out how to grow and how these people grow so fast and everything. And I'm going to admit, I need to grow that aspect of it, and I don't fully understand it, so I'm looking to people. One of these people that I was able to connect with is Trent Beaver. Trent, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing this morning? Uh, no complaints, brother. No complaints. Every day that I wake up is a blessing in itself. That's uh, so true there. It's a brisk morning this morning, 24 degrees when I woke up here in Prescott, Arizona, um, but I'm glad to be on the show. And uh, looking forward to uh, continuing down this path with you, uh, maybe getting back on the show at a future episode. So, yeah, we, ab absolutely, for sure. So you just told me you're from Prescott, Arizona? Correct. And it was only 24 degrees there? Only 24 degrees this morning. We're supposed oh. to get snow over Thanksgiving break. Um, and uh, should be interesting. We, I, I typically tell people that move here that uh, – We've got good four seasons. We may hit 100 degrees two or three times a year, and mm -hmm. we get snow in the wintertime, but you only have to shovel your driveway once a year. Typically, our snow is in January, February, so we're getting snow super early this year, and it should be interesting to see how that makes our winter. Yeah, and it's absolutely, it's usually cold this time of year up where I'm at, and it's beautiful out today. I can't wait to go for a hike. Um <laughs> So you're out there in Arizona. Who do you work for? How long you been in the business? Give us all the jive. Let us let everybody know about you. So a little bit about me. I moved to uh, Arizona, born and raised, moved to Prescott in 06 to uh, go to college. Got my degree in 2010. Got married in 2011. Uh, bought my first home in 2012. Had an absolutely terrible experience with that agent. Um, and at that point in time, we closed on the home. And I said, you know what, if she can do it and be successful, I can do it and be that much more. So I went and got my real estate license here in Arizona. I was working Tuesday through Saturday, going to real estate school on Mondays. Took me like six months to get the schooling done. Um, at that point, I put in my two weeks notice at my work. I went on a week-long Alaskan cruise, and I've been full-time in real estate ever since. So and I love it. late 2012, early 2013, I've, I've been selling real estate full-time ever since. Um, been with the same brokerage the entire time. We've gone through three rebrandings. We were originally Next Stage Realty, and then we went to a uh, local um, non-franchise anything that was Bloom Tree Realty. And then uh, this January, we just went through another rebranding um, to Better Homes and Gardens Bloom Tree Realty. Um, they're spinning it as Better Homes and Garden as the uh, second most recognized brand in the entire world, only behind Disney. So uh -huh. some good talking, good talking points at uh, listing appointments and stuff like that. Um, each transition I've been with them has gotten a little smoother. So mm. been uh, seven and a half years doing it. Um, always been an individual agent. Uh, I've grown my business exponentially. I'm still a one-man band, as I call it. But this year I'll do somewhere in the low uh, 42 to 45 deals. Um, awesome. so 
keeps me busy. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. And when I looked you up on Instagram, because that, that was, and congratulations for that too. I mean, that's a great success story to come in and, and, and win. I mean, that's what we want to do. And, yep. you know, not everybody wins a lot of high failure rate. So it's great to hear that, that, that success story. Huge failure rate. And that's when I first got in, it's what do I have to do to, to make that two-year threshold where, I don't know if it's, 86% or 90% of agents fail out of the business within two years. And it's, what am I going to do to, to make sure I'm not one of that, one of the numbers basically. For sure. And that's one of the things is you got a great Instagram following 17.7 thousand followers. Some of my friends are on, who are on Facebook, on Facebook friends with, I see them following you too. So I know they're real people. Um, couple, couple questions. How did you get there? Right. How, how did you get to that? Because everybody, you know, if you only have like 700 people following you and somebody goes to validate you, quote unquote, they're like, oh, this person's only got 700 followers, which is the stupidest thing. Right. Because yeah. what if all 700 engage and somebody has 10,000 and only six engage? Right. I mean, it, it doesn't that, that, that's silly. But how did you how did you grow that list? Um, so a couple of things, um, my following, I'd say is a pretty good 50, 50 split. I do a lot of, uh, off-road racing, motorsports background, awesome. um, born and raised desert rat rat. So, uh, I'd say I've got my following from that. I've got my following from real estate. Um, one of the things for me is I, I'd say I was on the front end for Instagram where I created my account. I don't know. We'll call it back in. 2013, 2014, when it wasn't so popular that yeah. it has the million, uh, billion monthly users now. Um, so back then it was easier to grow a following uh, when you were on the front end, but ultimately people stop using it. Um, things change, algorithms change. And so you've got to keep up with that. And so I got into real estate um, I had social media channels for Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and it's finding what works for you and, and sure. what you ultimately see value in. Mm -hmm. um, Instagram is one of those things. The reason why is it, it's the younger demographic that's trending toward using that. Um, to me, I'm wanting that social credibility of having a following there and having engagement there. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, I, I look at social media the same way I look at Zillow. <laughs> um, social media, there may be good, there may be bad. It's not going away. Zillow, we may not like it. It's not going away. Um, so we've got to deal with it. We've got to learn how to leverage it or utilize it. And so realistically, about, I'd say two years ago, I really started focusing on Instagram and how to build my following and how to leverage that um, when things were trending that way. Um, so I really dove into finding out how the algorithm works. They change it often, um, which doesn't help me. <laughs> but uh, I, I really looked into that. And a lot of it's just understanding how the inner workings of Instagram works. Um, some of that may be um, you've got to look at your following. There's websites out there. You can create a creator business page for Instagram and look at your insights to find out where your followers are from when they're on Instagram most often. And I tell people, cause I've got agents here locally that reach out to me wanting information on that. And I'm one that I'm always willing to share. Um, and if I can help you help me, let's do it. So um, 
one of the uh, first thing I always say is just purely understanding how it works. Um, I'm a less is more type guy. Um, I try to post once a day. Realistically, it ends up being about uh, once every three days. Mm-hmm. So as far as posting goes, um, understanding where your followers are located and uh, when they're on Instagram helps your engagement. And so what that means, maybe I've got an awesome photo that I'm wanting to upload to my feed, but it's 11 o'clock Arizona time and most of my followers are already in bed. Well, if I post at 11 p.m. my time and they don't wake up until 6, 7 o'clock in the morning, there's been zero engagement on that for six or seven hours. Most of my followers will never see that post. Because it's going to fall off. Exactly. So how Instagram works uh, up until the last uh, algorithm update, uh, they put huge emphasis on the engagement you get within the first 20 minutes of a post. Mm-hmm. So if you get a ton of engagement within the first 20 minutes of you publishing that post, Instagram will see that engagement, whether it's liking, commenting, or the the unknown save button that actually allows more engagement than comments or liking. But if they see that engagement within the first 20 minutes, mm. they will uh, rate that post higher. It will be higher on your followers' feeds, so it's more likely to be seen by your followers. So it's just understanding the timing of, well, for me and for my page, for instance, my best time to post is in the morning between 8 and 9 a.m. Based on my followers being online, I think most of them are waking up. We're all in that uh, that age where the first thing we do is reach for our phone to see what's going on. Absolutely. Um, so my posts do better when I post them between 8 and 9 in the morning as far as engagement goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's knowing just some of the tricks of the trade. Um, as far as hashtags go, you're allowed up to 30 hashtags. I uh, have certain hashtags saved in my phone where if I'm posting an interior photo of a listing of mine, I've got a set of interior uh, hashtags related to real estate that I post in that. If I'm posting an exterior photo, I've got an exterior uh, set of hashtags that I use for exterior photos. And if I'm just doing maybe a, a basic real estate photo, I've got a, a certain set of hashtags for that as well. So depending on what my photo is that I'm posting dictates what set of hashtags I use. I typically mm. use like 20 to 24 hashtags. Um, Instagram says that uh, the most uh, highest performing hashtags are somewhere in the 14 to 16 hashtag range. Um but for me, it's, that's just how I operate. Yeah, um, for sure. One of the other things that not a lot of people realize is tagging a location. Um, photos with a location on average have like 65% more engagement than a photo without. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are interesting ways that you can basically trick the algorithm or trick the system um, so that you can have better engagement on your photos. The other thing I always say is the hashtags, instead of putting them in the body of what your description is, um, put them in the first comment of your post. Uh, Instagram will see that comment and think of that as an added engagement versus having your hashtags in the body of your feed. Yeah, and that's what I do. I put like three or four in my com in my, in my post and then i comment yep. with the other ones and bro that yep. was just a lot of great stuff that just happened right there 
Um, a lot of and, nuggets there. <laughs> a lot of nuggets there. And I know we're going to break this up into a two-part series. So I want to hit these couple of things, and then we'll dismiss and come back uh, for part two. But I just want to let everybody know, first of all, everything that was just said falls under a very sought-after position for any tech company, for any social company, and that's called behavioral programmers. They are paying some of the highest paying jobs to these behavioral programmers, and their job is to keep you engaged, okay? So how is is the algorithm? The algorithm is all based upon engagement, likeliness to engage, and, you know, where it's being posted. And if you're posting to something that has no engagement on a hashtag, it's going to know that because the behavioral programmers programmed it to say, this over here is super active, so somebody tagged it. Um, So take a little time to really understand the behavior behind every, every, everything that Trent just said, the behavior behind why. And when you start to, to peel back that onion on the behavior of why, and he hit on a bunch of cool things, I want to clear a couple out. Um, hashtags are wicked important, right? Hashtags are wicked important. The right hashtags are way more important. Um, how do you find your hashtags or how did you find your hashtags that you use? So a couple of things you said, hashtags are wicked important and it's a hundred percent true. The other thought process behind hashtags are you need to find hashtags that, uh, have different, uh, amounts of following and different amounts of posts. So, uh, just for instance, say if I use the hashtag home, well, the home hashtag may have we'll say 3 million people that use it daily. Huge. And so when you're on the explore page, exploring the home hashtag, well, if I post just using the home hashtag, my post is going to be buried. Makes sense. Immediately because of how many people are using that. So you need to kind of come up with a variety of hashtags that say have a, a lower following, a medium following and a high following like the home example that I just gave you so that you can use those larger following hashtags, but you also need some smaller and medium ones. So when you do search the recent post based on a hashtag, you're higher up the chain um, and, and not buried so your post can still be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, same with say the million dollar listing that I know a lot of agents use and go to, ton of agents use that. Um, and those are hashtags that are, are well seen, well known but they can get buried very fast. So your engagement may not be as good as what you think it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, because if, if someone's posting right behind you, along with 99 other people, how many of us scroll through a hundred posts to see it? Not many, but if you can find a hashtag where you stay in that top 20 of recent posts, um, your engagement's going to be a lot better. What about creating your own? Because I, I, I'm involved in different projects and my methodology is all about being hyper local. Um, And one of the things that I talk about is go to the restaurants, have your own unique hashtag. Like Manchester is the city next to us. I live in Bedford. So something like hashtag Manch eats, right. Or something or Manch Vegas, we call it Manch Vegas, Manch Vegas eats. Right. And now you have your own hashtag or a hashtag that may not be getting used all that much. And now does it make sense to, 
promote that and have people say, hey, post your favorite where you're going out to eat or your favorite dish and tag hashtag Manch Vegas Eats, right? Now that starts yep. to build up. Does that make any sense to try to do it, something like that in this day and age? It, it does make perfect sense. So for me, um, I've got a hashtag that I use. It's my own. It's Premier Prescott Homes. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it is I own the domain name. Part of it is if I ever did decide to go and build a real estate team, um, I could use Premier Real Estate Group, something that I'm already looking farther down the rabbit hole or, or further down the road um, for something to build off of if I want to. So my made hashtag, it's Premier Prescott Homes. Mm-hmm. Um, not a ton of people use it realistically. I think there's one other person that may post using that once every six months. Um, what I've done, though, is at different broker open houses that I do, different things like that, if you can have some sort of giveaway, some sort of uh, drawing, some sort of fundraiser where you're given a $50 gift card to Amazon for an agent that attends your broker open and they post a photo of the home using that hashtag um, on Instagram and uh, whoever has the most likes out of those posts based on that hashtag wins a $50 Amazon card. Um, One, it's branding you. And what it's, it's driving their following back to your page or back to your hashtag. Um, so that's one of the things where you can leverage other agents in your area um, to drive traffic to say your Instagram page, your following and what you're well known for. And Dude. that's one thing I'm, I'm big about is uh, I know a lot of people, especially a few years back, they didn't want friend requests from local agents. They didn't want uh Mm-hmm. following from local agents that you work with day in and day out. I'm the complete opposite. I uh, encourage you to engage with other agents in your local area. I encourage you to follow other agents. Um, and the reason being is one, um, it, you've got that following. A lot of people will reach out to you and say, Hey, I saw this home. Do you have anything coming on the market the next month, two months? that meet this criteria. Mm-hmm. I uh, have had listings where I'm, I'm an agent that uh, gives myself time. So I may have a photographer come out tomorrow for a new listing of mine and I won't have it go active for 10 days so that the following that I've built, I can utilize and leverage to my advantage. Mm-hmm. I can post that to my Instagram page and those local agents that follow me can ultimately show the home before it's actually on the MLS. Yeah. Um, I had a listing where I had six showings before it ever hit MLS and it was just purely from the following I've built on Instagram yeah. and it was all from local agents that pay into the MLS, um, and have access to the MLS, but they follow me and they saw it on Instagram first and, uh, they're doing a service for their clients by following me basically and having that inside track. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? The I don't really want to go down this rabbit hole because we can get into big <laughs> debates with a hundred different people. But yeah, we know NAR just passed their crazy little thing, and there's going to be workarounds, yeah. and everybody's going to find workarounds. We're not here to debate that. But listen, this is what I want agents to do. I want you to rewind this podcast because this is the end. I'm going to exit in a second, and we're going to come back <laughs> for part two. I want you to rewind this podcast for five minutes. Matter of fact, I'd almost say rewind and re-listen to the whole thing again because there's so much knowledge that was just dropped, and it's all relevant knowledge. But the last four minutes – was it's huge and vital 
It's everything yeah. that I preach, my collaboration partners mm -hmm. that, that we all push each other, accountability partners, we all preach. Yep. You hear Trent preaching it. And all the agents that I know that are uber successful are doing it. So rewind it and do yourself a favor in this business. Uh, rewind a little bit because nobody's going to give it to you. You're not going to go to a magic website and, and click on a button. All of a sudden, poof, you're an Instagram legend. You're a YouTube legend, right? You're a Facebook legend. It takes a lot of work. Exactly it's just right. working good, smart strategy. So yep. we're going to continue in part two with Trent Beaver, awesome Instagram dude and real estate agent. And we're going to see you in part two.